Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This next interview is with Bob Brace from the Redbird Music Store in Osceola, Wisconsin. And I was able to do this interview in person, actually. So I apologize because the audio is a little bit scratchy in portions of it. I'm still figuring out some nuances to the microphone that I've got. But I hope you enjoy some of the nostalgic things that we talk about. Bob was a real treat, and his store is so full of character. I hope you check it out. Enjoy. How long have you owned the store, though? Eight years? I bought the store eight years ago. Actually, I opened the store a couple months before I technically bought the store. And I was waiting for him to say he was ready to sell. But it was, a, it was determined that he was going to sell it to me. And so I rented the space and got ready to take over the name Redbird. So I started out as Osceola Music Store, a little known fact that until now nobody's really known because it was so short-lived. But I bought the store because I liked the logo. That's what made you <laughs> driving by and you well, saw the logo? He, I was selling guitars out of the out of his store on uh, consignment. And then I was also selling guitars for him online. He'd get something in that was quite valuable that nobody would be able to afford around here. And that's, well, you know, I shouldn't say that, but it needed more exposure than what he was doing. So. Then one day he said, uh, I almost sold my store a while ago and I got cold feet, but I'm ready to do it now. And I said, well, what you, I'll buy it. I got this cool Bob Zine sculpture painting thing out of the deal, which to me alone is worth a thousand bucks. And then uh, another painting that he only paid a hundred bucks was by the Kurt Devine, who's a fabulous artist. Maybe he's not well known yet, but he's incredible. Just those two things alone and the logo and eight years of business was worth 4,000 bucks. I said, you might as well just sell them records off because I don't want to haul around a bunch of... I was trying to sell records on eBay at one point and they got saturated. So um, he said, oh, I sold a lot of records. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll take them. And he was, you know, was the smartest thing. There's something nostalgic about being able to come through and look through records like you have them set up here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't find that in a lot of different places now. Target's coming back with them now. Mm -hmm. and Well, when CDs came out, I go, what the heck? I can't even read the, the type of the songs. And then I realized I needed reading glasses. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we used to listen to records and study the album covers. And they used to come out with some great album covers in the yeah. 60s and 70s. I don't really know when albums quit being made. I quit buying them back. Oh, 70-something, I quit buying records yeah. for my personal use. And partly because I didn't have a record player, I suppose, and I didn't have electricity. I was living out in the woods. And, you know, <laughs> and I'd rather play than, than listen to music back then. Um, I kind of dropped out. I didn't listen to much music at all for a few years, just you know, playing, uh, playing my guitar. And I guess I had a cassette player once in a while. I'd play some cassettes, but yeah, I just quit quit buying stuff and a while back I realized Jesus stuff I I listened to is 40 years old well now it's 50 years old I'm starting to learn about the new stuff there's some really neat stuff going coming out now there's a well disco why bother that was why that was why it was disco da da now I know why I wasn't listening to music I wasn't listening to new stuff anyway so it was disco that turned you off from any of the new music yeah that was coming out? yeah for you, you're obviously a musician. What do you play? 
Well, I really like the early Bob Dylan finger-picking stuff. I wish I could play classical, and I putz around with a little banjo once in a while, but um, if you heard the story about the guy that liked to fish, so he bought a bait store and never fished again in his life. <laughs> so <I was> kinda, <laughs> That's what happened to I was, you? Yeah, but I still, uh, I still play a little bit, but I used to like sleep with a guitar. I went right next to the bed and I'd wake up and I'd play a little bit. But um, I could still do that, but I'm kind of worried about the guitars drying out because I got this climate control stuff and I go, oh, I kind of hate to take them out of there. And then, so I don't do that. Plus, I'm pretty dang tired by the end of the day. What was your first instrument you ever picked up? Oh, well, it was a piano and I dang near broke my back. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I started out with a, there was always a guitar in the house. My aunt had left one behind, and uh, my dad would always say, listen to that guitar, listen to that guitar. My dad was really interested in guitar music and even took a few lessons when I was taking lessons. He was like from me to you to Bob Dylan back when Dylan had just gotten a recording contract because his guitar teacher says, you got to go see this guy down at the coffee house at the student center. So he goes, and Dylan was sitting back there kind of cocky and kind of drunk, and he goes, what's the big deal? <laughs> but Dylan was playing really great guitar back then. Yeah. Yeah, my dad would always point out the guitar, listen to that guitar, listen to that guitar. So I think I developed an ear for guitar from him. That makes sense. And then uh, he built a stereo from one of these things called a Heath kit, where you glue all the transistors and tubes together. And then uh, he bought four records. He bought Little Deuce Coop, The Beach Boys, mm -hmm. and Meet the Beatles, The Smothers Brothers. Think Ethnic was the, the album. And then this um, 16 country hits, I think it was. And I still have at least one copy of all those <laughs> records. But Tommy Smothers, he was a huge influence on my guitar playing because it was just what my dad would always point out. I could hear him strumming those chords and it was such a nice, bright, clean guitar playing. I still to this day will stop when he's playing and listen to that stuff. There's one song called The Goose. Or the fox, it's called the fox. The fox, and it's about a goose. He steals a goose. <laughs> Incredible guitar work on that. It's not like Jimi Hendrix right. or classical guitar. It's just real bright, brilliant guitar playing. Were you in a band when you were younger? Not, not really. I, you know, I tried. I'm not that good. I mean, I can play by myself pretty good. But if I was playing with someone else, I go, "Hey, we started this out in four four time. What are you doing?" Because <laughs> I'm kind of like change it up a little bit the way I feel. And yeah. Own little rhythm in my head and sometimes. So when I go to these jam sessions, you know, they, they plow through, boom, three chords, boom, 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 boom. They don't stop and slow down or speed up. There's no fun in that. So you have a beautiful story. You have so much to look at in here. We're sitting in here right now. Um, you've got everything from guitar strings to banjos to instruments to drums to t-shirts and then a whole section of records. What am I missing? You've got stickers, you've got t-shirts, jewelry, candy bars, <laughs> candy bars and mints on the way out <laughs> and fish to look at. Art. Yes, and art as I, well. I haven't quite got that. I'm, I would like to get more stuff up on the wall to sell. There, there's so much character in here. I remember walking in here for the first time and going, oh my gosh, I miss the feel of a true music store, like yeah. what you've got here. One of the things I like is people will say, this doesn't feel like a store, it feels like a home. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it like a store, you know? <laughs> but I'm glad you feel like it's like a home because it, I pretty much am here all the time. And yeah. that's nice that they don't feel like they gotta buy something. 
Um, they sure can if they want, though. You've got some really cool small instruments for a kid that is really into music. You've got some reasonable prices that a kid can get their first, mm -hmm. whatever it is, ukulele or, or banjo or, or guitar or maybe it's a drum. Do you do lessons as well? Yeah, it's interesting. I do what I equate it to like driver's ed. I show you how to start the car and how to stop it and how to read the map. Give you the basics, because when I was 10, my dad got me some lessons, and uh, from that little bit of knowledge, I was able to go on and read songbooks and chord charts. There's so much, uh, what they call muscle memory, that's needed. I hate, I probably get cards and letters and my shop will get burned down from the music teachers, but they say, well, bring in a song and we'll learn how to play that song. I, what I want to do is bring in a guitar and we'll learn how to make it sound right. Give them the fretboard logic, because there's a book called that, you know. Te teach them a scale, and I guess I, it's kind of a big answer. It takes eight weeks, so. <laughs> yeah, it takes some time. It takes, eight week, it takes you eight weeks to learn how to play the guitar, but it takes years to play it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that people will come in and with their kids and yeah, he's interested in playing guitar and I'll say, well, what are you listening to? I don't know. Why do you want to play guitar? I don't know. <laughs> For me, I want to play guitar. What do you listen to? The Beatles, you know? Yeah. They were a guitar band. You know, I want to listen. Well, because, you know, Tommy's mothers. I mean, I knew what a guitar could do. Yeah. Can My first know? guitar was like this. Yeah. It was just a piece of junk. <laughs> but I held this Gibson guitar in my hand, and it was like the difference between holding a wad of dirt and a, a piece of jewelry uh, polished agate was just huge difference. I'm just looking at this thing, I go, wow. Yeah. Never forgot that. Goosebumps. <laughs> and now, now I have some of those in my store, and I still have my clot of dirt sitting there too. That's not the exact one, but it's just like that. But that's, you know, it's, it's sentimental. What made you land on Osceola? Well, I grew up kind of around here in the summertime on Lower Pine Lake by Horse Creek. I had a cabin out there and uh, still have the cabin. My, I uh, took care of my parents and um, I've lived in Osceola since 1998, I think. I uh, so you know, I just like the area. It's close to St. Paul. My kids live uh, were had a happy divorce. Good friends with my wife, ex-wife. Yeah. And so I was close to my kids by being here. And I was a chef by trade. So yeah. As I weaned myself from food service, I did this. I was doing eBay almost 100% of the time as my main income, and then things would get kind of tight, I'd need to get some money and I'd go back and I'd cook for a while. So what does the future hold for your store? Well, I'd like to get some live music going on for members only. You, you come in with your friends and you just play, we're not putting on a show. Just a place to play, like coffee house kind of deal. And if you're a customer, you can sit in and join in in the band, something like that. I don't know if that's like a future. I wouldn't want to get bigger because I want to make more money. Right. I want get bigger because I'm going to have more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, and so people can find your records both online as well as in the store. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I should put that on that thing that uh, we're working on on that event. There's a site called uh, Discogs that is like Craigslist, I suppose. Hmm. 
where you don't bid on anything, but you can make an offer and you can buy anywhere. You can buy records from people in Europe if you want. So I'm doing some of that. So you have a uh, record sale coming up, uh, inventory sale. Inventory Where reduction. Yes. Running out of room, folks. Make room for some new stuff. Yep. My loss is your gain. Well, a lot of them are going to be slashed down from like even $15 to $3. Okay. And we can, we can wheel and deal. The more you buy, the more yeah. happier I'll be. So and for all the kids that are getting into, now they've got their vinyl. turn to, yeah, I mean, it is. I do sell turntables too, by oh, the way. Oh, you do? Yep. So if someone's looking to get a turntable for, uh, for the house. Mm -hmm. I got them anywhere from like, I think $69 up to a couple hundred bucks. I, I have some really nice turntables that you'd have to, you'd have to have a receiver for. Then I have some that are just plug and play a suitcase, take to the party kind of deal. Yeah. And all, are all of your instruments used, or do you have oh, used no, and I've, new as well? I'm buying new and used. Okay. I don't do consignment. Uh, you can bring in a guitar as part partial payment, or you can bring in a guitar because you gave up and sold it to me. Um, okay. If you really want to get the best price, sell it yourself on the street. But Yeah. Before we wrap it, let's have you talk about the music on um, out here that's going to be happening. Well, that'll be in the... The 16th of June is going to start, and Saturday is going to be the day that we have set aside specifically, but we did it last year from, I think, July. We finally got it going until late October. And it's just from, like, 2 o'clock until 5. There's going to be some tables and chairs. You can go buy a sandwich or a burger or whatever and go sit there and watch some live music and hopefully throw some money in the tip jar we are going to give them a little bit of money and it's going to be all different kinds of different acts and that's on saturdays and sundays uh saturdays and maybe if not saturday sunday and maybe a sunday i don't know i'm not doing the booking but yep. definitely it's going to be saturday unless it rains and then the sunday would be the uh, the backup day if they're available you know it's kind of iffy thing but um we're going to be calling it music on main street just to make the town a little bit more of a happening place and uh, people maybe say oh let's stop and look at that see what's going on and then so just plowing through town right and then swing by and maybe and pick up a few records and get some coffee or a pizza or yeah Find a record store, explore the city. I and I'm open seven days a week. You are open seven days a week, yep. noon to six, Monday through Saturday, and then noon to five on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And you are also on getoutandtry.com, which I thank you for being a part of oh, that. Yeah. So I appreciate your support as uh, we grow this resource for the residents of the St. Croix Valley. and. Hope to continue to see you offer some events like the music that you're having this summer, and maybe we'll see a few more events. Check out the show notes to find all the links to Bob's website as well as his social media. And you can also find Bob on getoutandtry.com. It sounds like they've got some really exciting things coming up this summer in Osceola as well. So hopefully, more to come on that. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then if you are a St. Croix Valley business owner and you're interested in becoming a local episode sponsor or working together in some way, email us at info at getoutandtry.com. 
Be sure to check out the show notes for more information as well as all of the links to keep you connected to get out and try St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community, support those hardworking small businesses that host all of the fun in the valley. Go get out and try.